This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Tuesday, July 19, 2022. Before we jump into the news today, I've got a question for you. Are you tired of buying sugary drinks and coffee from large woke corporations? Throw a tea party. Gold River Trading Co. is an American company that offers premium alternatives for Americans who enjoy a delicious cup of tea. Start your day with Gold River's invigorating American breakfast blend. Cool down with a pitcher of crisp and refreshing iced tea. Or unwind with chamomile herbal tea. Explore a variety of high-quality blends and enjoy a healthy, flavorful alternative from an American company that shares your values. Go to Gold River co.com and save 10% off all orders using discount code CrossPolitik at checkout. That's discount code CrossPolitik at checkout. Again, at goldriverco.com. Now, let's get to the news, starting with Dr. Anthony Fauci. Apparently, his reign is coming to an end here in the near future. Fauci reveals exactly when he's leaving the federal government. White House COVID-19 advisor Anthony Fauci, the dictator-in-chief, revealed that after about five decades in the federal government, he's planning on leaving his position by the end of President Joe Biden's term. Quote, We're in a pattern now. If somebody says, you'll leave when we don't have COVID anymore, then I'll be 105. I think we're going to be living with this, Fauci, who's 81, told Politico in an interview published on Monday morning in confirming he's retiring at the end of Biden's term in office, which, by the way, is January 21st, 2025. That can't come soon enough. Fauci has been the head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, or NIAID, since 1984. During the COVID-19 pandemic, he began uh, became a household name when he became the face of the federal government's COVID-19 pandemic response, often generating criticism from Republicans and conservatives alike about his generally dire predictions about the pandemic. Of his relationship with former President Donald Trump, Fauci said that, quote, we developed an interesting relationship. Two guys from New York, different in their opinions and their ideology, but still two guys who grew up in the same environments of this city. I think that we're, we are related to each other in that regard, end quote. And if Republicans win back either the House or Senate in 2022, Fauci noted that he will likely be investigated by GOP lawmakers. But he claimed that regarding those investigations... I don't make that a consideration in my career decision, end quote. However, Fauci has faced public questions from Republicans in Congress about his agency having given funding to third-party groups to carry out research in China. COVID-19 caused by the CCP, Chinese Communist Party virus, emerged in Wuhan, China, and a significant number of U.S. intelligence officials last year released a report suggesting that the virus may be tied to the top-level Wuhan Institute of Virology. Last month, amid questions from Senator Roger Marshall, a Republican of Kansas, Fauci admitted that he is not able to halt federal funding from being doled out to researchers in China. Quote, the NIH, National Institutes of Health, is still funding research in China at least $8 million since 2020, Marshall said. In the intelligence community's 2020 annual threat assessment, the Chinese Communist Party is presented as one of the top threats to the United States, along with Russia, Iran, Syria, and North Korea. To my knowledge, only China is receiving U.S. research dollars. End quote. That was, again, from uh, Senator Roger Marshall. Later, he asked Fauci, when will you, as director of NIAID, stop funding research in China? 
Federal research, federal health agencies, Fauci said in response, had a very productive peer-reviewed, highly regarded research products with our Chinese colleagues that have led to some major advances in biomedical research, such as releasing COVID-19 on the populace. Oh, I'm sorry, he didn't say that. That's just what happened. Quote, we obviously need to be careful and make sure that when we do fund them, we have the proper peer review and we go through all established guidelines, he also added. So, ding dong, the witch is dead, and I guess that's when we will be rid of Fauci. Uh, And that's the end of Biden's term. Moving on, and speaking of Biden, Biden admit has sold nearly 6 million barrels of strategic oil reserves to China. Lovely. The Biden administration sold nearly 6 million barrels of oil from its Strategic Petroleum Reserve, SPR, since July 2021, according to the Daily Caller. Uh, This is to a Chinese state-run energy firm. According to the Daily Caller, News Foundation Review of Department of Energy, DOE, data. From July 2021 until the end of June 2022, Biden's energy department, auctioned off 5.9 million barrels of strategic reserve oil to Unipec, the trading division of the Chinese state-owned Sinopec, in an effort to increase the supply of oil globally and drive out and drive down fuel costs in the U.S. that were exacerbated by the war in Ukraine and Biden's climate policies. SPR oil is sold to the highest bidder, and some of the businesses entitled to make bids are American subsidiaries of foreign corporations, like Unipec. The DOE sold 4 million barrels to Unipec in the fall of 2021, almost six months before Russia's invasion of Ukraine, making over $252 million from the sale. This according to FY22, Emergency Drawdown number 2 Successful Awards Report. Each barrel was sold on average for roughly $63, or over $8 less than the average price of oil per barrel that month. Quote, I think it takes a bad policy and makes it worse, Ben Lieberman, a senior fellow at the Competitive Enterprise Institute, told the Daily Caller News Foundation. In July 2022, the DOE sold 950,000 barrels to Unipec for roughly $113 million, according to the FY22 Drawdown, number 3A, a successful awards report. While the Biden administration claimed the sales will help the U.S. fight off Putin's price hike, yes, because it's all Putin's fault, nothing to do with Biden's policies, Unipec is still buying large quantities of Russian oil, this according to Bloomberg. It's helping out a bit, but it's still a very bad policy, Lieberman told the DCNF. The fact that we're using the Strategic Petroleum Reserve rather than drilling offshore or getting more oil to the United States through the Keystone XL pipeline, the fact that we're not doing these things is really pretty shameful, end quote. In April, the DOE sold 950,000 barrels to Unipec. Again, that's to the DOE report. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve really was never a substitute for that, and now to hear that the oil is going to China is problematic because it undercuts their rationale even more, said Lieberman. Biden's policy shows that he's not putting American consumers and the American economy first or second or even third. The DOE, the White House, and Sinopec did not respond request for comment. I wonder why. That's pretty troubling stuff. Now, folks, let's take a moment to thank another one of our sponsors, Armored Republic. The mission of Armored Republic is to honor Christ by equipping free men with tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given rights. In the Armored Republic, there is no king but Christ. 
We are free craftsmen. Body armor is a tool of liberty. We create tools of liberty. Free men must remain ever vigilant against tyranny whenever it appears. And boy, have we seen that on the rise here in the U.S., but even more so in Canada and Australia. God has given us the tools of liberty needed to defend the rights he bestowed to us. Armored Republic is honored to offer you those tools. And visit them at AR500.com. Again, that's AR500.com. Now, back to our wonderful government. Congress grants the Pentagon $58 billion more than requested. Again, this is a DOD report. U.S. lawmakers granted the Department of Defense more money than the Pentagon requested for in the fiscal 2022-year defense budget. A recent Pentagon report shows, in total, the Congress sanctioned $58.55 billion in additional funds, according to the report. This includes $25.70 billion for operations and maintenance, $17.67 billion for procurement, $9.89 billion for research, development, test, and evaluation, $4.32 billion for military construction, and $947 million for military personnel. The DOD initially had a base budget appropriation of $742.3 billion for the fiscal 2022 year. Still insane. As such, the extra $58.55 billion represents an almost 8% increase from the base budget. The Pentagon did not put in a request for any of the programs funded with the extra $58 billion. These programs are not even in the so-called unfunded priorities list, made up of items not included in the budget but considered critical that departments and officers send to Congress annually. For instance, roughly $4 billion was granted for half a dozen ships that were not unfunded priorities list. Similarly, the Navy received $900 million for a dozen Super Hornet jets. The Air National Guard got $1.8 billion to purchase 16 C-130J transport planes, and $460 million was granted for developing advanced jet engines. Over $2 billion in extra funds was appropriated for classified programs. On a side note here, uh, based on recruiting levels for the military, uh, is anybody going to be able to fly any of those? Just curious, because numbers are down based on the woke ideologies being pushed in our military. Anyways, back to the article. The $58.55 billion calculation only takes into account individual additions totaling $20 million or more. Since there are usually many spending hikes in the single-digit millions, the total actually excess funding will likely be higher. Unbelievable. In an email to Roll Call, Steve Ellis, president of Taxpayers for Common Sense, a government spending watchdog group, called for more efficient military budgets. Quote, Certainly, Congress has the power of the purse. But considering the Pentagon got more than $750 billion that year, lawmakers could work within that generous budget to reflect their priorities. Instead, they dumped more than $50 billion across accounts for what appear to be, in some cases, very parochial interests. End quote. Since fiscal 2017, the Pentagon's base budget has risen by 48%. The recently passed House version of the 2023 defense budget ups the funding received by the Pentagon, authorizing $839 billion in military spending, $37 billion more than what was requested by the administration. Our bloated government continuing to balloon upwards. Let's just say some prayers. (laughs) And now it's time for the topic that I love, sports. You all know we're on the Fight, Laugh, Feast network, right? So let's talk about some fighting. 
MMA. I'm being specific here. Bronx native Shane Burgos, now 7-0 in UFC bouts in New York. The Bulldog of the Bronx. No, that's, that's not really his name. It's a movie reference to Cinderella Man. Watch it if you haven't seen it. Shane Burgos' record remains perfect in the Empire State, and he can thank one hell of a chin for that. The Bronx native, who expressed displeasure with his performance, nevertheless managed to hold on for a majority decision victory over Charles Jourdain on Saturday at UBS Arena in featherweight action during the UFC's first Long Island event in five years. The win moved him to 7-0 and in UFC bouts in his home state. I mean, you said you told him at the weigh-in yesterday that this was this was the main event. It felt like the main event when you were out there. I, I walked out to the arena for this one, and the crowd was was yeah. pretty up for it. That was awesome, man. Like they, they announced his name, and he got a pretty good pop. There's a lot of Canadians in the crowd. Then they announced my name and said from Monroe, New York, and the crowd went wild, man. That that was awesome. I want to relive that moment right there. Yeah. So your last fight on your on your current UFC contract did that did that impact you at all this week? Not kind of knowing that. No, I didn't put too much stake, too much emphasis, too much uh, thought into it. I just was trying to give the best performance I could possibly give going into my last one. First two rounds I'm happy with, but, man, I'm, like I said, I'm just really not happy with that third round. Was that your choice to, to fight out the contract, or was it, did the UFC ask you to do that? Uh, they didn't They didn't offer anything, but I, I, I like the idea of fighting out contracts anyway. I did it for my last one, and, I, and I, it's like kind of like doubling down on yourself and putting a little extra pressure, and I feel like I thrive under pressure, mm-hmm. so I, I'm, I'm comfortable doing that. I mean, are you, are you, uh, did you, last time that you fought out your contract, did you talk to anybody else, or are you just talking to the UFC? No, uh, the last time I, I did, we did talk to some, some other promotions, but this time, I don't know. I, I love being a UFC fighter, man. I take a lot of pride in being a UFC fighter. I just want to get paid a little bit more. That's it. Yeah. Um, any thoughts? on? You, you mentioned that you want to get in, in here again before the end of the year. Any thoughts on, on a name that interests you? Uh, I, I, I'm, never, I'm not the one to call people out. And, again, after that performance, I, like, I'm happy with the first two rounds. I'm, I can't call somebody out after that third round, man. He's a bad taste in my mouth. So I, somebody in the top 15. Yeah, well, I think you're being hard on yourself, man. The fight was excellent. The crowd loved it. I know the fans loved it at home. And, uh, Bring it home. Congratulations Thank to you, you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Fans anticipated a clash of action-oriented strikers entering the main card bout, but for two rounds, Burgos was a grappling beast, and Jordan simply couldn't handle him. Burgos and his Tiger Schulman's MMA team anticipated that strategy would work. In a nifty movement uh, moment rather early on, Burgos pushed off the octagon to help secure Jordan's back and to attack a rear naked choke from the body triangle in the highest spot of the first round. He took the back with a standing body triangle again the following round, keeping it longer this time. The expected war on the feet broke out in the final round, but the battle was largely one way traffic. Jordan cracked Burgos often, besting the local favorite in significant strikes, 84 to 26 per UFC stats. But that obviously didn't matter. Now, Shane was pretty disappointed in his performance, as you heard in that video, but nonetheless, he held on to win and moved to 7 0 in the Empire States. Now, Let's check in on some baseball standings, as I'm sure we've got some baseball fans in our audience. I mean, we've got Mark Dewey on the network. You should check out his podcast, by the way, if you haven't, In the Bullpen with Mark Dewey. And so let's run through some standings here. Uh, First, in the American League AL East, the New York Yankees are firing on all cylinders with a 64-28 and record, leading all clubs across the majors as far as best record goes. Is this their year, folks? I'm sure we got plenty of Yankee haters in our audience. The second closest record in the AL East goes to the Tampa Bay Rays, a full 13 games back. And it's a close race in the AL Central, as the Minnesota Twins are leading the way with a 50-44 and record, and two teams are nipping at their heels, the Cleveland Guardians, 
Indians, as I'll continue to call them, are standing at 46 and 44, while the Chicago White Sox sit at 46 and 46. In the AL West, it's a two-team race featuring the Houston Astros and the surprisingly hot Seattle Mariners. The Astros sit at 59 and 32, and the Mariners are at 51 and 42. Well, by the way, the Mariners are on a 14-game winning streak, and on top of that, the Astros and the Mariners have a three-game series starting this Friday. So we'll take a look there, see how that pans out. Now over to the National League, the Mets and the Braves, separated by just two and a half games atop the East in the NL Central. The Brewers are only ahead of the Cardinals by half a game. Each of them have 50 wins apiece. And finally, in the NL West, the Dodgers lead the way with the second-best record in baseball at 60 wins and 30 losses. Impressive stuff. And folks, that is your look at sports. This has been your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief. If you like this show, go ahead and hit that share button for me, would you? If you want to sign up for a club membership, a magazine subscription, or sign up for our conference in Knoxville, Tennessee, you need to head on over to FightLaughBeast.com and sign up there. Again, that's FightLaughBeast.com, your one-stop shop for everything Fight Laugh Beast Network. And as always, if you'd like to become a corporate partner with CrossPolitik, email me at Garrison at FightLaughBeast.com. For CrossPolitik News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, and Lord bless. 